Let's pray. Father, we gather here today celebrating the fact that, Father, the grave cannot hold you down. We thank you today, Lord, that we don't worship a dead God that lives in a, or dead and buried in some ground, but God, you're alive and well, seated at the right hand of the Father. And Father, we celebrate that today, and we thank you, Lord, that you stayed the course. Lord, you went from the grave to hell, back to earth and to heaven again to ever intercede on our behalf, and we celebrate that today. I ask, dear God, that you would wrap your loving arms of love and care around each person that's in this place today. I ask, God, that you would bless those that are online. And God, I just uh, pray that you would just bless our laughter today as we uh, worship together with Bone Hampton. Bless him, Lord. Uh, strengthen him for this today. And God, I just pray and thank you for every person that's in this room. And Lord, we're just excited and anticipating uh, what you're going to do today through laughter. And we will uh, just give you praise and honor and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated. Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to Salem Fields. All you guests out there, we're so glad that you have decided to join us this morning. Uh, hopefully, you got a program as you came in. Within that program is a connection card. Uh, we just ask you to fill that out. There's going to be some buckets that come by during this next song. Just drop that in there. And then also go out and visit. There is a table out there with a banner next to it that says first-time guest. Stop here. We have a free gift for you out there. And there should be somebody there to greet you and answer any question that you have about the church. So we really want to encourage you to do that. Also online, you uh, have a connection card up there as well if you're joining us there. Uh, so check that out. And then also, if you want to pull out your cell phones and check in on Facebook or whatever social media platform you use, I want to encourage you to do that. And so just say, you know what, hey, I'm at Salem Fields this morning. Somebody will hopefully see that and really say, you know what, I need to check that place out too. Online, why don't you ask somebody to join you and just share that on your social media, salemfields.com slash live, so that they can worship with you here this morning as well. Uh, so we got a couple of things coming up. Next Sunday after the 11 a.m. service at 1230 is our pizza with the pastors. Uh, it's just a time that you can come together and just uh, have pizza with the pastors, uh, get to know them a little bit, and they get to know you, uh, and just really just uh, form relationships through that. So I want to encourage you, come check that out. Child care is provided, and again, that is next Sunday after the 11 a.m. service at 1230. And we also have something cool that we're doing. We are partnering with Blue Star Moms. Uh, this is an organization that sends care packages to uh, active duty military that is deployed overseas. And so it's just a really awesome way that you can just encourage them and bless them and really just uh, lift their spirits. And so there is uh, blue boxes out in the lobby and attached to those boxes is a sheet of items. Uh, so you can just uh, partner with that and bring those items in. It's just a great opportunity for us to serve uh, those that are serving to protect us. And so if you want any more information about that, you can email jason at salemfields.com or uh, you can find one of the pastors and we can give you more details about that. Pastor Buddy. Hey, well, we're going to take our offering now for your guest today. You can just relax and this is for those who attend here faithfully. If the Lord leads you to give, that's cool too. But uh, we just thank you for those of you who are faithful and giving of your tithes and offerings. It helps us to do what God 
has called us here to do, and you can do that uh, through cash or check, or you can do it at the uh, kiosks with a credit, credit card and a, or a debit card. You can go online and give. If you're worshiping online, you can give by pushing the little green button, or you can give on the app. Give with a cheerful heart, because God loves a cheerful giver. And so I want to be a cheerful giver, uh, and because I want God to, to love what I am doing, giving back to him what is his. Uh, 10%. So thank you uh, for your faithful giving. Uh, just one thing, uh, we are having a mission trip the uh, week after next, uh, going to go to North Carolina to help with some hurricane relief there. And if uh, you can go, whether you're skilled or unskilled labor, uh, they need desperately need help. And uh, we'll be building a food shelter, rebuilding a food shelter, and working in like one of the oldest churches there to uh, help them recover uh, from that uh, I'm trying to think of that island we're going to, but uh, Ocracoke, thank you. Yeah, that's where we're going, and uh, so if you could uh, do that and want to do it, it's a great week to spend at the beach working. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, we'd love for you to go, and uh, you can put that on your connection card, and then finally we have a new series uh, starting next week called The Best Butts in the Bible, and uh, we're excited about that, and we're going to look through the Bible and find the best butts in the Bible, and you'll want to be a part of that. So invite a friend to come, and uh, anyway, okay? Thank you.
bread. Somebody say amen. Okay, my job is to get you warmed up for what's going to be happening. You guys can have a seat right now, but I'm going to have you stand in just a second. So we've got a very special guest with us today. We've already been blessed last night and this morning at 9 o'clock. And he loved that 9 o'clock crowd, so you guys have to top it. Okay, will you do that? Okay, so this is a guy that's been on The View. He's been a guest host for uh, many times. And uh, he was on America's Got Talent. And he's going to probably tell you a little bit about other things that he's done. But right now, I want you to stand to your feet and give a warm welcome to Bone Hampton. Good morning, good morning. Y'all sit on, sit on there. Y'all had that look like, why are we standing up already? We don't know him like that. Y'all brought him in. We didn't have a comment card. All right, how y'all doing? All right, you just going to wear your Carolina Panther shirt just like that? Is everybody used to it? They know that's how you do? You the rebel? Oh, and you going to wear your shades in church? <laughs> she was looking around like, who let their child wear shades in church? That is offensive. That She is a horrible, Yo, you my child? Let everybody get seated. Um, um, so it seems like y'all got a little offended when I messed with the Carolina Panther dude. Okay. You said y'all all are Carolina? So we lying in church? What kind of church is this? You know you can't really do that. You know, you know the Lord destroys in groups. So when one person mess up, everybody get in trouble. You know the story about Jonah and that boat, right? All right, I just wanted to test out because I did some uh, Christianese jokes earlier, and every time I talked about the Bible, the church got quiet. I didn't know if I needed to do a Bible study before I started or not so y'all can get some of these jokes. And the way y'all responded when I just said Jonah and that boat, clearly we need a Bible study. Okay, um, okay, this awkward. This ain't the way comedy shows are supposed to start out. So I see what I'm going to have to do is go back and reintroduce myself so we can start on the right note because uh, this just ain't the way I like to start. Um, so now look, this is what's going to happen. When I go back, I'm going to need y'all to get y'all energy up I need you to get excited. I need you to throw money. I need you to. All right, all right. You ain't got to throw money unless the Lord tell you to. Then you need to be obedient to his will because you ain't trying to miss out on no blessings trying to hold on to a dollar or two. All right? And, and if you feel led by the Lord, understand I am a paper money comic. Don't be throwing no nickels and dimes at me. All right, now, y'all going to have to pretend like you ain't seen me or this jacket. Uh, DJ, I mean, not DJ, we're in the church. Sound man. Sound man, can you give me a little music so I can reintroduce myself? Are y'all ready to get your laugh on? Make some noise. You've seen this comedian on America's Got Talent, TVN, movies like Woodlawn, ABC's The View, 
but most importantly, he's right here with you in Salem. Put your hands together for Bone Hampton. Uh, 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 uh. All right, all right. You cut that. Y'all sit on down, sit on down. All right, I see y'all awake. All right, she said the 9 o'clock crowd was good. They was good, but they had to wake up. I see y'all already done woke up. All right, I don't know if the 9 o'clock crowd be here because they want to get it over with or they the holiest. <laughs> Take a little minute to figure out. They're like, we trying to get home and watch the game, ball. All right, it's good to be here with y'all, even though I don't know where I'm at. Uh, I was telling my friends, I'm like, I'm going to Fredericksburg. They was like, oh, D.C. I was like, no, we going to Fredericksburg. They was like, no, it's D.C. I'm like, it's Fredericksburg. It's in Virginia. Stop saying D.C. Then I ended up flying into D.C. <laughs> and then it took me 14 hours to drive here. So I was like, you know what? I'm in Fredericksburg. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I understand. And because I don't know where I'm at, what I have to do a lot of times when I go to different places, I don't know where I'm at just to fill out where I'm at. What I do is I go to the neighborhood gas station to try to figure out where I'm at. So I ask to use the restroom. Now, if they ask you, if, if when you ask, I don't, what, what just happened? I watched Law and Order. It sounded like somebody was about to get killed. Are you eating? No, no, I'm not. I'm talking about right here. You know what? Something wrong with my eyes. I thought I was looking right at her, but Pastor Buddy thought I was talking to him. I don't know what happened. You been here since eight? Okay. It's just I heard the rumbling over there. That's usually. I know. I saw Jamie walk over there, but then I heard the rumbling. That's how. Y'all didn't ever see. Uh, I don't remember which black dude got killed, Martin Luther King Jr. or Malcolm X, but somebody said, get your hands out of my pocket, and then the dude got killed. So that's what I thought was happening over here. I was waiting on somebody to get, get your hands out of my pocket, I was going to run. Okay, all right. So what I have to do is I go to the gas station, ask to use the restroom. Now, depending on if they have to give you a key, let you know what kind of neighborhood you in. And depending on what's attached to the key, let you know how much danger you really in. Because I went to one and it had a dude named Bubba attached to the key. I was like, I'm a grown man, Bubba. I don't need supervised restroom visits. Then I went to another one and it had a gun attached to the key. He was like, do you know how to use this? I was like, the gun or the key? He was like, uh, both. It's like, I don't need that in my life. He was like, it is what it is, Bone. It is what it is. Now, that's the hot new phrase right now. Everybody's always saying that. It is what it is. It is what it is. That's the new way of saying somebody's about to take advantage of you. That's what that is. Because though nothing good ever happens before you hear, it is what it is. It ain't never nothing cool like, hey, here you a check for $2,500. For what, bro? It is what it is. There's always something unexpected, something you wasn't prepared for. Like you show up on a blind date. Uh, you're supposed to be a woman. <laughs> Bone, it is what it is. No, it ain't. Mama. That's probably why I ain't got no girlfriend right now. That ain't why. Movie prices. That's why I ain't got no girlfriend. 
Expensive movies just ruined my dating life. Remember back in the day, fellas, when the movies used to be cheap, so you didn't really care if the date worked out or not? She'd be like, Bone, I don't want to go to the movies with you no more. You too loud and country. I don't care. 450, bye. <laughs> Ain't nobody scared of you. My mama gave me $10. I got a dollar left. That's FOMO games of Donkey Kong. You go to the movies nowadays, even the popcorn costs $975. Be like, hey, girl, I spend this much money on you. You going to see me again. Voluntarily or involuntarily. It is what it is. Because I realize there's a thin line between flirting and stalking. No, if a girl think you cute, she'll never accuse you of stalking her. Brad Pitt can be hiding in your bushes at 3 o'clock in the morning, and y'all will be like, that's so romantic. Get low, Brad, get low. pick a -boo. I see you. Um, uh, when I wrote that joke, I wrote that joke for white people. I didn't realize there was going to be that many black women in the audience tonight. And they all looking at me like, I wish that white boy would be in my bushes. Ain't no so romantic. I'm calling the police on him. He better get out of my bushes. That ain't cute. Now, had that been Idris Elba, that is so, look at, oh, yeah. Oh, that wasn't even a black woman. Oh, okay. It is what it is. <laughs> but yet, I try to be romantic. I show up at your job with a dozen roses and a teddy bear. You're like, how you find out where I work? <laughs> well, it would have been a lot easier if you gave me your real first name. <laughs> Kimberly. Got me looking for some girl named Lisa working at the Walmart. Now her husband tripping. And I want the money back for the flowers I sent to her job. Let's make this work, girl. You know I love you. I'm sorry. That's a little bit too much for some of y'all. I'm sorry. Sometimes I take it too far. You have to forgive me. I'm an extremist like that. I'm an all or nothing type of dude. I don't believe in middle of the road. That's why I hate that game. Is the glass half empty or is it half full? I don't know, either fill it all the way up or toss it all out. How about that? That's why I don't even believe in jogging. I'm either going to be in a full-out sprint or I'm going to lay down and take a nap. Even the Lord say he'll spit you out if you lukewarm. I'm like, that's right, Lord. You're either on fire for me or ice cold. That's right, Lord. That's why I'm mad at you about my looks. You should have either made me look like Denzel Washington or Flavor Flav. <laughs> this in-between is killing me. I don't know if I'm supposed to try to hit on Beyonce or Flavor Flav in a wig. <laughs> All right, I need the people laughing to tell the people not laughing who Flavor Flav is <laughs> so they could be in on the joke. I don't want nobody thinking I'm doing inside jokes up in here. 
I already got a group looking at me like, he got one more black joke to tell. Okay, this is Salem. This ain't Baltimore, okay? He don't know where he at. Okay, wow, y'all got real quiet when I said black. Yeah, like that. I'm like, wait, did he say black? I thought y'all was called African Americans. I'm black. Call me black. Cause when you say African American, I be looking for a Kim Olajuwon to come around and call me. <laughs> Who African? My mama from Texas. I'm black. I'm black. My mama. My mama. My mama was my best friend. She passed in 2015. But the thing I loved about her the most, she always had my back, no matter what. I used to love to go to movies even when I was a kid. And you know, the 12 and under pay a different price than 13 and up. And so when I would go to the movies, they used to give me a hard time about paying that 12 and under price because I was big for my age. So the ticket lady didn't really believe that I was 12. Y'all got way too quiet. You ain't got to feel bad for me <laughs> because I was big for my age. All right, I've been big for my age all my life. I've been this big since I was 16 weeks old. I just came out of my mama. Mama, give me some biscuits and gravy. And so the ticket lady was like, well, the next time you come, you're going to have to bring your birth certificate. I was like, all right, cool. So the next time I came, I brought my mama. So my mom was like, let me tell you something. He is 12. He won't be 13 till July. So for the next six months, he going to pay the 12 and under price. And if I got to come back down here, it's going to be a problem with me and you. And let me let you know something. You don't want no more, no more, no problems with me. Okay? I just found the Lord 15 minutes ago. I go back where I was and let him find me again. Yo, I paid the 12 and under price till I was 33 years old. <laughs> Let him go. Let him go. His mama halfway saved. Let him go. My mama. My mama took my side in dating no matter what because she had my back. I'd be like, Mama, this is my new girlfriend, Trina. You know what, Bone? Trina looked like a nice girl. That's a good thing. Mama, me and Trina broke up. You know, I knew something was wrong with her when you brought her to the house. Something about her eyes just didn't look right. Mama, me and Trina done got engaged. You know, when you find a good thing, you need to hold on to it. You out here looking for something else. This is what you need. Mama, me and Trina done broke up again. I knew. I tried to tell you she got the spirit of Jezebel on her. You don't need to be fooling with no girl like that. Mama, me and Trina done eloped and got married. Be fruitful and multiply. Give me some grandbabies up in here, boy. Mama, me and Trina done got a divorce. She ain't never welcomed in our house ever again with a Delilah Jezebel self. It's like, okay, mama. My mama. Been trying to uh, read this book that all the women say read to help me get in a relationship, the five love languages. Y'all don't know that book. <laughs> so the five love languages, where's the lady? What's the five love languages? You need, to, you need to call a friend? Okay, let me get some right here with the black hair. You don't? Okay, ain't nobody got no successful relationships in here. Is, is that what's going on? 
Uh, touch, words of affirmation, quality time. What's the other two? Act, gifts and acts of service. And the problem is, I'm read the book. I'm like, well, you ain't got my love language in here because mine is food. <laughs> I'm like, you cook me some of baked macaroni and cheese? I'm like, you love me, girl. Give me a peach cobbler? You want to get married and have my baby, don't you? <laughs> so I'm like, somebody going to have to give me some help. So I try to look at, okay, what was going on with Adam that made the Lord look down at Adam and say, it's not good for man to be alone. So what I got to do, Lord, to have you look down on me and say, it's not good for bone to be alone. So I'm trying to figure out what was going on with Adam when he was in the garden, when he was naming animals in his nakedness, and he was trying to do everything God told him to do. And I realized, ah, that's it. So let me tell y'all something. If you ever hear about me running around the botanic gardens naked, I ain't lost my mind. I'm just trying to get a wife in a biblical way, okay? In a biblical way. Again, I use biblical reference, and I lose half of y'all. Okay, y'all going to have to figure out. You're going to have to look at your neighbor and just say, um, was that joke biblical or was it black? Why didn't I get it? Okay, usually when I do the joke about I said black and y'all got quiet, everybody laugh at it because you didn't get quiet, and that's kind of the funny part about it. That's the second time I done said black, and y'all got quiet for real. <laughs> okay, is there something about the th third service that I don't know about? <laughs> okay, I don't want y'all to think Pastor Buddy said y'all all drunks. There's a running joke whenever you're a speaker at a church, uh, you know, a comedian, the pastor always tell me, like, hey, the 9 o'clock service, the 8 o'clock service, the first service, they're not going to be good. They're going to be dry. They're going to laugh. Don't worry about them. But the 1 o'clock service, they're going to be great because those are the people that got drunk last night. <laughs> and they come to church because conviction and kicked in, <laughs> and they feel bad about it. So that's the reference he's making. A joke I said earlier, because I don't want y'all to be like, Pastor Buddy said we was drunk. <laughs> what happened with that? <clears throat> All right. So I've been having a good television and film career. I did a movie called All About Steve with uh, Sandra Bullock and Bradley Cooper, where I played a security guard. And then I did a TV show named My Name is Earl, where I played a, uh, a prison guard. Then I did a show called Medium where I was prisoner number two. <laughs> I almost feel like y'all need permission to laugh. <laughs> it's like y'all starting, y'all like, I don't know if we really can laugh. Are we supposed to laugh at that? If I say it, you can laugh. That's why we here on a Sunday. So you can laugh at whatever is, so it's okay. It's okay. So a lot of people ask me, um, look, I lost my train of thought <laughs> trying to figure out, did something happen before I got in here that I don't know about? Was something happening in the life? You know, okay, okay, let me be honest. Let me, full disclosure. I watch Law and Order all the time. 
Okay, so I'm always paranoid that something to happen. Like I'm scared to death somebody gonna see, I'm scared he finna go get the rest of his buddies and be like, you know what, we gonna choke hold bone after the show. Special kid right there. Cause he walked all the way out as if I wasn't talking to him. And I know he know I was talking to him. He like, I'm gonna play crazy like I do with my mama. Clean your room, I can't hear you. You know if I don't listen to my mama, I ain't listening to you. She told me when I walked out of the house this morning, put them sunglasses down. I'm like, I'm wearing them in church today. If we can have a comedian, I can wear sunglasses. Nice to have you back, sir. How old are you, sir? 11? Good for you. Okay. Okay. Um, so I did All About Steve, I played a security guard. I did My Name is Earl, played a prison guard. Then I did a TV show called Medium, where I was prisoner number two. Thank you. Thank you for the black on black love up in here. It's so many times in our life we dealing with black on black crime, but in 2019, black on black love. I told all of y'all, if I say it, you can laugh, but y'all didn't want to believe me. You needed to see somebody that looked like me first show you that it was okay. So now you feel like, okay, I guess it's true. I guess that's what it is. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm hard. I'm sorry. Sometimes I just feel like 11 year old, you still good? I didn't mean to scare you like that. You might ain't never been. Some friends asked me. Some friends asked me, how do you play a prisoner and how do you play a prison guard and prisoner number two? That's because I take my glasses off. <laughs> then it makes me look double-sided. See, like this, I could be a prison guard. Hey, Earl, you got to go to jail. Take my glasses off. <laughs> Prisoner number two. Like this, I could play a pharmacist. Ha <laughs> ha! Drug dealer. Like this, I could get a bank loan. <laughs> yes. Rob a bank. <laughs> so I just work with mine, work with mine. And the cool thing about it is, I had a pretty good career. Like I was on ABC's The View. Uh, I noticed when she said that, y'all was looking like, I watched that all the time. I ain't never seen you on there. <laughs> okay, I was on there. I was co-hosting. We was doing hot topics, current events. And so we were talking about Michelle Obama had went and visited a third grade class in Arizona and a little girl raised her hand and said, hey, we hear y'all kicking people out the country that ain't got their papers. And my mama ain't got her papers. And so my thought was, why do your third grade daughter even know you ain't got your papers? Because I don't know about y'all, I came from a need to know family. 
All right? I didn't know my mama's real name until I was 25. She was like, my name is Mama. That's all you need to know. I'm like, Mama, what if the police stop me? They know me. It is what it is. It's like, all right, Mama, okay. And the cool thing about it, they, they like me on there so much uh, that uh, I got hired as a writer, and so I had to take some stuff and try to make it funny. So Dr. Oz was on there one time, and he said that your waist size is supposed to be half the size of your height. I was like, I guess I'm going to have to start wearing heels then because you ain't going to make me feel bad about my 6'2 frame. I mean, I had a 31 waist when I was 16, weeks old. So, and then some of the subjects get a little heavy and we have to have, try to find some fun, some light in it. So they had passed a law in Simi Valley, California. It said, if you wanted to decorate your house for Halloween and you were a registered offender, you had to put a sign on your door that said you were one. And so the registered folks was hot. Ah, ah, if we put this sign on our door, ain't no kids gonna come to our house. Yeah, that's the whole point right there, player. We want you to make a big old sign on your door. We want you to bedazzle that thing with rhinestones. Well, well, we've already paid our dues. We did our time. It don't matter. Some stuff you just don't get to be around no more. If you mess with kids, you don't get to be around kids no more. You rob a bank, you don't get to be a teller. Now, if I was to get arrested for not paying my taxes, when I get out, I should not be able to be around taxes ever again. I should be able to walk into the 99 cent store and give them a dollar. No, excuse me, sir. It's a dollar seven. No, excuse me. I'm a registered tax offender. <laughs> I can't be around taxes no more. And will you just give me my penny, please? Yeah, that's what I thought. Thank you. Yeah, I know it is what it is, ain't it? Now, the thing with all the success I've had with television and film, I get to have meetings with producers to try to pitch my own show to them. So the last show, I pitched, I wanted my own reality show. I wanted to host it. I wanted to be called Last Christian Standing. <laughs> it's where we take 10 random Christians, put them all in one church, and then tempt them every week with sin. <laughs> then see who get voted off every week. That's, that's the show I want. Then I was like, wait, what are we gonna do week seven when you do gluttony? and the host get voted off, then who gonna host my show? I'm like, Michael Jr. ain't hosting my show, that's my show. No, no, we ain't doing that, we ain't doing that. That's the thing about gluttony, that's my Achilles heel. I realized that I struggling with eating too much more than anything else. I mean, if I go back to my hotel room and it's a girl in there that ain't supposed to be, it is easier for me to say, hey, get out of here! Go home, have a Bible study! But leave them pizzas, though. Them pizzas for me, I ordered two for $5.99. Leave that pizza. That's my thing. That's what I'm working with. 
So I had the pleasure last year of, uh, not this past season, but last season to be on uh, America's Got Talent. It was cool. Um, I got to get interviewed by Tyra Banks. And uh, she was like six inches from me. And uh, that's the closest I have ever been to somebody that gorgeous and beautiful in my life. My Christianity was challenged <laughs> at the fullest, the most ever, as I was trying to figure out, is this you, Lord? <laughs> Am I supposed to try to go in for a kiss? You have not because you asked that? And her security was looking at me like, nah, bro, that's all flesh right there. He was fast, too. I didn't know him. <laughs> Get over there, talk here. Back there by the camera. <laughs> the other cool thing about it was they fixed my social media because my Twitter and my Instagram was all cool, just at Hampton, but somebody was out there trying to pretend to be me on Facebook, so I had to make the, the real official ain't never been killed, ain't never sold drugs, still love his mama, Hampton. And so they fixed it. So it's just at Bonehampton. I was very happy because I was trying to figure out, I don't know why somebody out there trying to pretend to be me anyway. All you're going to get is bad credit and diabetes. <laughs> so I don't know why you want that in your life. I mean, because I'm like, I need some help anyway. I wish they'd give me some TV shows to help my diabetes instead of the shows for the kids. Instead of 16 and pregnant, how about 35 and diabetic? How about that? <laughs> How about somebody help me, show me how he said no? Because that's the thing about diabetes, boy. When you see food you ain't supposed to eat, you got to make a decision. Huh. Is that worth getting my foot cut off for? You know what? I don't even like coconut cake. That ain't even my job. Oh, it's red velvet cake? Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. I can walk with a limp. Yes, I can. I can get through this through this. And I don't know if y'all go through this, but in the South, they call it sugar instead of calling it what it is. So it's like, yo, you got sugar diabetes, then it got sugar. You got the sugar. The problem is sugar sounds delicious. People want that. You be like, you know, Big Mama got the sugar. I want the sugar. You don't want this sugar. <sighs> Call it what it is. Diabetes. Now I'm walking around thinking that it's a difference. They're like, but why you call it sugar diabetes? Because I don't want to get it mixed up with salt diabetes. <laughs> sugar diabetes means you can't eat cake. Salt diabetes means you can't go in the ocean. <laughs> now I'm all confused on how to help myself. I'm eating a three-piece from Popeye's. And my friend is like, why are you eating that fried chicken? I'm like, what? She's like, don't you have diabetes? I'm like, yeah. I got sugar diabetes, not fried diabetes. <laughs> and then my family wouldn't ever talk about it. Everybody in my family got it. My mama, my daddy, grandparents, everybody had it. But we didn't ever say nothing about it. So I just thought everybody had an uncle with one leg. You ain't got no uncle with one leg? What's wrong? Your family dysfunctional? Because I got an uncle with one leg. Okay. And I got an uncle that went away to school, and he been gone for 55 years. So 
I don't know how you got your degree so fast. He's still waking up, working on his, so. And the thing about it, when I got it, I didn't know I had it. I had a friend of mine that was a doctor that was trying to help me. He, and he was like, man, you need to go get tested because when the symptoms kick in, if you ain't never had it, the symptoms are real. You can't go about 35 seconds without making sure you find yourself uh, a men's room or something. So he knew something was wrong with me. I didn't know because my family didn't talk about it. And so I go to the doctor, and he going to tell me the doctor uh, the nurse going to prick my finger. Tell me, let's check your blood. She pricked my finger. Look at her little old thing. She like, you a diabetic? I was like, no. She like, no, I'm telling you. <laughs> you a diabetic. I was like, you ain't got to talk to me like that, first of all. That's unnecessary. <laughs> and so then I called my brother because my mom had it, and she had had uh, some strokes. And I did say plural strokes. And uh, called my brother. I'm like, man, you ain't gonna believe this, man. I got sugar diabetes. He like, for real? Like, yeah. He like, what was your blood sugar? I was like, 425. <laughs> See, I didn't know. I, I didn't know. I didn't know. He was like, oh, you know, Mama had a stroke at 375. What? <laughs> what? Oh no! Ah! I'm 50 blood sugar above. I What is wrong with you, sir? I got diabetes. What do you mean what's wrong with me? You know what's wrong with me. He like, sir, with proper exercise and dieting, you can manage this. Man, stop lying to me. I'm black. You know you got to cut something off. That's white people diabetes. It's funny, I'm at this point in my life because I had the privilege to be able to do uh, black churches and white churches and even comedy clubs. And so I'm trying to learn. Everything ain't as simple as like, that's black people stuff, that's white people stuff. It's a cultural thing. And depending on where you grew up as, that'll tell you what, what fits for you. And because I'm one of the few Christian comics that can do black and white churches, the white comics always ask me, they're like, Bone, you can do our churches. Why can't we do y'all churches? I'm like, um, you too happy. <laughs> what? Can't be coming in there with all that happiness, all that goofy silliness. You got to come from a pain place. That's how we, that's, that's what we know. I mean, and you can even tell by the CCM artists versus the gospel artists. The CCM artists told me, man, I was made to love you. Oceans. Good gospel song. I'm climbing up on the rough side of the mountain. Never would have made it. You got to sound like somebody trying to kill you if you going to do a good gospel song. You got to sound like somebody beating you across your knee with a baseball bat. Jabbing you in your kidney with an ice pick. Ah, that's a good gospel song right there, boy. That, that's there, that touched my spirit right there. What are they saying? I don't know. I don't know. 
but I feel it though. Take me to the king right now. Yes, take me. And so what it does, it affects how I'm trying to understand the grace algorithm when it comes to me as a believer, how I'm supposed to deal with grace. How do I, where is it, where is the, where is the point where we go from grace to accountability? It's like, so how many people do you have to kill before I stop showing grace and start holding you accountable for it? So if you kill one person, then we got to show them grace. But if it's five, hold them accountable. Somebody got to tell me uh, what this is. Well, he was a good preacher, so he get two bodies. <laughs> He's a mega pastor. We're going to give him five. <laughs> and so what I noticed that some churches, the style is, uh, we have such a lack of tolerance of imperfection that we got a bunch of people around here pretending to be perfect instead of getting the help they need. But then over here in some churches, we have such an acceptance of imperfection that we got people over here don't know they need help, don't think they need help. So over here at First Baptist, you got a serial killer <laughs> serving communion and don't nobody know he a serial killer. And then over here at Mount Zion, you got a serial killer serving communion, and everybody know he a serial killer. Where is this? Grace is somewhere in here. I don't know. That's just some observation that I made to try to help us all be like, uh, uh, I can't even remember his name no more. But the dude that said, can we all just get along? Riding the king. Man, I wanted to ask you, but that would have been just wrong. <laughs> I was like, I can't make it all black, black, okay? But I really want to. Man, what was his name? I was like, That's, don't do that. Don't do that, bro. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. You would have got it wrong. Like, I was getting it wrong. I couldn't think of it. I'm like, we done moved on to so many other black dudes in trouble. It's like, oh, we forgot. <laughs> Get your hand out of my pocket. That's where we still. Um, so I used to be a, a, a sub, well, first of all, let me just figure out what happened. Did y'all all get together before the show and decide that y'all was all going to stop laughing at the same time? <laughs> like, was this a group meeting that y'all did? You said what? You got to get, so y'all actually did. Because y'all all, <laughs> next joke, next, next joke, bone, next joke. Some of these jokes are designed for eight, nine, ten seconds laughter on it. And y'all done decided we cutting it off at three so we can get all the jokes we can out of him. Church is usually over by 12, 15, so we need him to get to all of them. Let me tell y'all something. Y'all not going to peer pressure me to make me go faster than I'm supposed to. Just because y'all don't laugh for 11 seconds don't mean I ain't got it up here. So we're going to have some moments, and that is going to be okay. Because I know who I am in Christ. I ain't going to let y'all scare me. But you're doing a good job, though. You, 
Y'all are like a mega church choir up in here. See, like that. that. Right there. <laughs> that was funny. But next joke, though. Get on to the next one. You laugh long as you want to, though, okay? Don't let them peer pressure you in to stop laughing. Consider yourself like getting an extra man in a video game. And y'all wrong, too, making a laugh by herself. You don't want to be the only one in the church laughing. <laughs> oh, we ain't laughing no more. I thought it was funny. It made me laugh. I, I thought it was funny. Those your kids? I couldn't tell if you was claiming them with pride or embarrassment. You just, those are our kids. However you take it, Bone. Just trying to be honest in the church. That's all we're trying to do. All right. All right, full disclosure again. I'm a little thrown. What is your jersey, sir? You sitting right in front of me. I keep trying to block it out, but I, I need to know. Okay. I mean, I don't know why you had to turn your back to me like that, though. I mean... A good answer would have worked for me. It's a Herschel Walker, Georgia. You like, oh, shoot. I knew it was coming. I wore this on purpose, baby. Like you and Carolina Panther had a bet. Now, which one of us going to get the stand? Okay, all right. So you ain't got no protein? What's your protein? Okay, it must be a horrible team because you mumbled that to me like you was drunk. <laughs> Is that what you said? Hey, man, you got to stop lying in church. What is going on in here? Y'all not going to get us all struck down, okay? Ain't going to be no big whale come from nowhere trying to get us. Now, who'd you say, sir? You said San Francisco? You embarrassed them right now? Is that what it is? Because you're not saying it with a lot of pride. You, you what? Okay, wait. You said you got a San Francisco jersey underneath the Herschel Walker jersey? <laughs> I understand. That's just, it's just what the good-looking dudes do. They stand up whenever they can. Even when they don't have to, us regular looking dudes, us average looking dudes, we don't be standing up. Never know when you be accused of stalking. <laughs> when you know you got it going on, let me just stand up. Show him what it looked like to eat right. This is broccoli and cauliflower bone. Well, this is ham hocks, hot water, cornbread, and pig's feet, so. That's why we wear jackets. <laughs> Pastor Buddy was like, no, nah, we casual. I'm like, no, I'm wearing a jacket. 
That's what I'm about to do. So I used to be a substitute teacher for the comedy jumped off good. And I used to sub out in Sodom and Gomorrah, I mean, uh, Los Angeles. Uh, <laughs> and they was trying to make it better, but they didn't know what they was doing. They implemented school uniforms to help with all the gang violence and all the drug problems. And so they was like, we're going to be patriotic at our school. You can only wear the colors of the American flag. You can only wear red, white, and blue at our school. So we got a school full of Crips, Bloods, and the Ku Klux Klan. You know what? I'm going to stay at home and substitute teach. I'm going to be your homeschool substitute teacher. When your mama need to go to Walmart, you call me, then I take over. And so growing up in a bad neighborhood, colors meant something to me. I remember everybody, you, you, when you're young, you like, ain't nobody going to tell me what colors I can wear. If I want to wear a red shirt, I'm going to wear a red shirt. Till you see that group of bloods over there, and you're like, you know what? Green looks good <laughs> on me. And so colors don't really bother me because I understand, and when you try to go against it, I'm like, ah, you know, like stoplights. Red means stop. Green means go. Yellow means speed up or slow down, depending on what neighborhood you in. So I'm, I'm having an issue right now with this new thing that's happening that men are wearing pink shirts. Stop wearing pink men. Let the women keep pink. Society is trying to take so much from them anyway. Let them have this one thing. Let them have pink. It's theirs. I always got some dudes yelling out, real men wear pink, bone. No, they don't. <laughs> Let the girls have pink. Besides, it's there to help us when you see a new baby and you can't tell what color the new baby. You can't tell what the new baby is. I got caught up, y'all. I got caught up. Got caught up. Got caught up. I did not mean to say that. Uh, that's a whole different joke that I ain't really worked on yet. That ain't the joke I was trying to do right now. Uh, I don't know how I'm going to get out of that. Uh, and go back to the joke. Uh, gonna say that's how you can tell what the new baby is when you can't tell what the new baby is. If the baby was in pink, you know to say, that's a cute little girl. If the baby in blue, you know, that's a cool little boy. Then I have some girl always yell out, uh, girls can wear blue? Yes, they can. I never said they couldn't. As a matter of fact, some things that may have been more intended for boys, if a girl do it and she's cute, it kind of works for us as a guy. It almost makes her a little more attractive. Like if it's a girl and she's attractive and she got a boy name, it kind of works for us. We'll be like, hey, man, have you seen the new cheerleader? Man, she is nice. Larry? I want to take Larry to prom, okay? 
It's just not us. Like, hey, man, our, top, our quarterback is in the ESPN top ten. He is being recruited by Virginia Tech, Georgia, and Alabama. Kimberly? Kimberly? No, Kimberly is not going to Georgia or Alabama. Not Virginia Tech. He's going to Virginia A&M. But he ain't going to no Virginia Tech. All right, y'all got quiet like it's a Kimberly in the room. Did I miss something? Get it all out. <laughs> Get it all out. So I have a 10-year-old son uh, from a previous marriage, and uh, his mom, um, well, she looked like most of y'all. <laughs> she ain't got no pigmentation. That's about as far as I'm going to go to explain So there was a point when my son was probably about three, four days that, yeah, you looked at him and say, I can't tell what color he is. <laughs> so <laughs> I was talking to a friend of mine, and I was telling him, like, you know, with my son being interracial, I got to teach him some things. There's like, your son ain't interracial. Your son, okay, you don't want to hear this joke? See, like, I do not even sound like the way you said you couldn't tell what color your son was. You are a horrible dad. A horrible, horrible dad. I usually don't really try to say anything to kids, but it was so on point, like, you are a horrible dad. So I was telling them that my son, with him being interracial, that I'm going to have to teach him some stuff. Like, now your son is biracial. And I was like, okay, he interracial. Why are you tripping? No, your son is biracial. Your marriage was interracial, but your son is biracial. I'm like, why does it matter? She's like, because you're being grammatically incorrect, and I don't want you out there sounding stupid when you're trying to talk about your son. So he is biracial, and your marriage was interracial. And I was trying to figure out, why am I getting so upset the more you keep calling my son biracial? Then I realized, because it does sound like he only get to be black every other weekend. And I don't like the way that's making me feel right now because he's still my son all the time. Matter of fact, I don't want him to be by nothing, okay? He ain't taking biology. He taking chemistry or political science. He ain't riding no bicycle. He riding a tricycle or a unicycle. He ain't going to be bilingual. He just speaking English or 18 other languages. Don't be putting my son in no box like that. And so as I try to talk to him about stuff, I'm like, son, I know you're biracial, but you look like you're black. So when you're dealing with the police as a little black boy, you got to make sure. He's like, hey, daddy, uh, I'm only half black, so I only got to listen to half of what you're saying, okay? <laughs> boy, you better figure out what you identify with, because you ain't going to be out here doing the Dougie and the Cotton Eye Joe. Better figure this out. And the thing when I'm a single dad, so when you don't have primary custody, you have him less time than his mother, you overcompensate to make up for the time you don't. Like his mother keeps taking him to go see all these girly movies. He done saw Little Mermaid, Mary Poppins. So now I gotta go take him to see John Wick 3. 
just to keep the balance up. And then I get to the ticket counter, it's the same lady. Why you got your 10-year-old son here to see John Wick 3? Because his son let it go from Frozen all the way over here. Be worried about what I'm doing. I'm doing my best. Doing my best. All right, I feel like uh, okay. So. Like uh, my social media up there, and social media is a lot of how things are moving forward now. A lot of the people in Hollywood, they like, Bone, uh, you got to get your social media numbers up. So I would love to connect with y'all on social media to help get my numbers up. And they're like, we don't care if you're funny or not. I care about them numbers. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, man, social media just running the world. And I always think, man, can you imagine if they had social media back in the biblical days, I'm like, we wouldn't have had some of the miracles that we have now if they had social media. Can you imagine Noah trying to build an ark? <laughs> Noah trying to build a boat on, on dry land. Hashtag, he's stupid. Daniel in the lion's den, hashtag, he about to be Frosted Flakes. <laughs> They're great. <laughs> and you think about it, even the people that would thought they had it right, social media would still kill them. Peter would be like, Jesus, I only denied you twice. I only denied you two times. He's like, I know, but Matthew retweeted it. <laughs> so that counted as your third time. All right, I feel like we've been connected enough. I can be a little bit more real with y'all. No, no, y'all. Anybody like, ask for all that? This church still, ball. Anybody? Well, I'm going through some new stuff right now. Uh, I'm fat and I'm broke, <laughs> which means I need to join the gym. You laughed at that a little bit too much, uh, man. Not you in the second seat. That's the best I see you like. You like? He is fat. I didn't know he was broke. But he is fat, though. Yes, he is. <laughs> so I need to join the gym, but I can't afford to. So what I have to do is walk around my neighborhood to get my exercise. So I need to talk to you dog lovers. Stop walking your dogs with no leash, because I'm scared. And I'm tired of you looking at me like something wrong with me when I'm trying to verbally protect myself. I'm out here trying to burn off these calories, and all I see is your dog running around the corner, running toward me free, and all I can do is try to help the best I can. Get your dog! Get your dog! You better get your dog! <laughs> and then here you go. What's wrong with you? 
Why you tripping, big man? What? Oh, muffin don't bite. Muffin don't bite. Well, I don't know muffin don't bite. All I see is a chihuahua running toward me free. It would be the same as if you saw me walking down the street with a gun and no bullets. What's wrong with you? Why you tripping, big man? What? Oh, muffin don't bite. Muffin don't bite. And then you name your dogs wrong, too. Because the name's supposed to match your dog. I'm tired of coming to your house. You're like, hey, Bone, you want to meet Cupcake? All right, I'll meet Cupcake. Cupcake is a werewolf. You should have named that dog Cujo. It's like meeting a white dude named Jamal. Oh, you Jamal. Oh. Hold on one second, Jay. Hold on. Can I call you Jay? Yeah, yeah. Hey, put that Kool-Aid up. Get some sweet tea. Hey, put that Popeye's chicken sandwich up. We need some Chick-fil-A. Changes. <laughs> All right, I brought a brought a couple of shirts with me, so uh, you can keep the laughter going when I'm gone. So you want to give somebody a passive aggressive message <laughs> and not say anything? Be like, hey man, you got that fifty dollars you owe me? Then I also got, if you didn't think none of my jokes was funny, but you just want to support the Bone Hampton logo t-shirt. All right. And then, uh, just needed to hold that just for two more seconds. Just two more seconds. We wouldn't have had this awkward moment right now. Your very own muffin don't bite t-shirt. All right. Uh, the t-shirts are $19.99 each. Uh, that's just to make you think they under $20. So when you go to the table, don't be tripping on this penny. Let the penny go. Let the penny go. Salem, Freddysburg, I need y'all to let this penny go. All right. I also got my most recent DVD over there. It's called Unofficially Famous. That one is $10 and a penny. I got to get my penny back. Penny back. And I got uh, some $5 wristbands just in case... It's a bad time of the month for you. <laughs> All right. Um, so I just want to say this. I have had one of the most fabulous times being here with your church community, your church congregation for yesterday and today. And so this is uh, service three of three. And so I haven't told the other two services 
uh, what I'm about to tell y'all now, basically because I forgot. <laughs> but the connection I got with y'all is making me feel like to share a little bit more because a lot of people are always trying to figure out, you know, is Bone your real name? Where'd you get the name Bone? Here's the thing. If you ask me, is Bone my real name? You're trying to get in my business too much. So I'm probably going to give you a rude answer. Yes, that's the name that the checks go to. So yes. But if you ask me, how did you get the name Bone? That's a fair question. And I'm going to give you an answer. So as people are always trying to figure out, how did you get the name Bone? My real name is Vernard Fitzgerald Hampton. Okay, y'all didn't have to get that quiet. <laughs> so, you said what? You said Hollywood didn't like it? Hollywood couldn't remember. That's, okay, true, true story. I did a movie called Necessary Roughness with Sinbad, and Sinbad saw me on the set, and he said, hey, we was doing these old lady characters. He said, I want you to do this character with me. I got a show, uh, a sketch show with ABC. We're doing five episodes. I want you on show four. I'll call you when it's time to come out. He called me on a, no, 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 I called him. He told me to call him, and I was, he was like, hello, who is this? And I was like, it's Vernard. And he was like, who? I was like, Vernard, Vernard Hampton. Man, I cannot place you. And I was like, Bone, oh, Bone, yeah. So we're going to do episode four, and then I was like, I would never go by that name again. And Hollywood Sinbad almost hung up on me. And he wanted to do a show. Then he called me after episode two. like, oh, they canceled it. Don't worry about it. We ain't going to do nothing. So that's a whole different story. And it had nothing to do with the joke. But I'm ADD, so I had to address what he was saying. Um, so when I was playing college football, they didn't think it was that really masculine to be yelling out, good hit, Vernard. They're like, you need a nickname. We got to give you something else. So they started calling me Hambone for Hampton. Then they got lazy, just called me Bone. So when I decided to do comedy, I had to make a decision based on that story. What I was going to do, was I going to go by my government name or was I going to go by my nickname? And so I thought it sounded cooler to be like, hey, welcome to the stage, Bone Hampton, versus welcome to the stage, Bernard Fitzgerald Hampton. Uh, he got puppets. <laughs> Fitzgerald Fitzgerald got puppets. He probably got suck puppets too. I'm David. I'm the liar. So I was like, let's just go by bone. Let's go by bone. Why are you covering up the laughter? That's, put your hands down. That's what we're here for. We don't do it all the time here at Salem, but when we do, we want you to laugh. Don't cover it up. It's like going to the doctor saying, I'm sick. I'm going to give you this shot. No, you're not. I know I came to get well, but no. All right, so... Get ready to get out of here. There's a production company called Dry Bar Comedy. And they produce clean comedy specials. And so I was one of the first ones they called. They did my special. And what they do is they take out a clip from your special, put it on Facebook so people can see it and want to go to your special, know about it. So I had a clip on there that went viral. Had over 2.5 million views. Very happy about that. Um, the clip was the muffin don't bite joke. Now, when I wrote the joke, I write jokes in the truth of it and then figure out 
as I keep doing it, how to exaggerate it or change something in order to give it more life, make it funnier. So when I wrote the Muffin Don't Bite bit, the truth is, it wasn't a chihuahua running toward me. It was a pit bull running toward me. You gonna leave on the pit bull part? Okay. So, when you go viral, the haters come for you. The pit bull community came for me. They walked out of my shows. So the pit bull community, like they came. They was like, you a pit bull hater? I'm like, wait, what? You a pit bull racist? Is pit bulls even a race? My pit bulls are the nicest animals in the world to me. To you. I'm going to give you that. I mean, because I got a cousin just got out of prison. He is the nicest thing in the world to me. But I suggest if you see him running around the corner running towards you free, you better start yelling, get your cousin, get your cousin. Bone, you better get your cousin. I also want to say this. Anybody that came and y'all came because it was going to be comedy at church and you're not familiar with church, first of all, we really appreciate you coming, hanging out with us today. There's big ups to you. And I hope that I didn't do so much Christianese jokes, so much church jokes that you weren't able to have a good time. I hope that I kept it relevant enough that you were able to enjoy this Sunday as much as everybody else. Because I know that sometimes me and my peers, we have a way of making it so so, so churchy Christian that it don't even make sense no more. I mean, because I was in Nashville the other week, and I saw a Christian karate class. I'm like, hey, man, what is Christian karate? They said, when we break the bricks, we break it in the name of Jesus. Ha! In the name of Jesus! Man, just because you say the name of Jesus don't make it Christian. I mean, you can't rob a liquor store in the name of Jesus. You can't be like, give me all your money in the name of Jesus. I'm behind on my tides. You can't just do that. All right. If you don't know by now, I'm old school. I believe in chivalry. I believe in just old school chivalryness. My mom taught me, she said, Bone, if you want a woman to act like a lady, you must first act like a gentleman. So I believe that. I take that to heart. So I think that men should take out the trash. I think that men should open doors for women. I think that men should pump the gas. Now, women, you need to know how to do all these things, though. 
Because the last thing you need to do is have your house stinky because your husband been gone on business for two weeks and you don't know how to take out the trash. You don't need to be standing around for three, four hours late to your meeting because you didn't know how to open the door for yourself. And the gas station is the last place you need to be longer than five minutes because your brother ain't came to visit the pump gas for you. But I just, I hate when I have to see a woman having to pump her own gas. It just irks me. And ooh. As a matter of fact, if you're a woman and you pumping your own gas and it's a dude sitting in the front seat, I bet you he got on a pink shirt. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's my time. Thank you, Salem. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Pastor. Appreciate it. Wow. I'm telling you, he worked hard this weekend. And we really appreciate it, Bone. You know, and laughter kind of picks you up, doesn't it? You know, some people say, well, you shouldn't be doing this in church. Well, I got to tell you right now, if you came in a little discouraged today, I bet you're more discouraged than you would if you heard me preach a sermon. I bet you're more encouraged than if you'd have heard me preach a sermon. <laughs> and because, you know, laughter's good for the soul. And I hope you've enjoyed yourself. And if you're a guest, I hope that you've enjoyed yourself and you might consider coming back next week to find out what the best butts in the Bible are. Uh, because we're going to look at that over the next several weeks. And you'll want to be a part of that. I do. Anyway. Um, <laughs> We're uh, we, uh, going to take an offering, and uh, we said it was free, and it's still free, but, you know, if you want to help us uh, take care of all the expenses of the weekend, you can give something in the, when the baskets come by, and it will help us uh, to be able to do this. Uh, if you say, well, I thought it was free, well, it is free, don't give anything, but if you can give to help, that would be great. And uh, you can do that with the cash or check, or uh, you can go out to the kiosk and give on the app, or you can do it online. We'd appreciate your help. And, um, you know, we are not a dollar bill church. We're a hundred dollar bill church. So <laughs> anyway, thank you for being here. We're going to worship together and take a little offering. And then we'll go out and meet Bone, buy a bunch of shirts, and have a good day. Okay? Go Redskins. If you walk down to the grave, I'm walking to. If you walked out of the grave, I'm walking too.